Good morning, Cleveland. This is Pastor C.A. here at Faith Memorial Church in this great city of Cleveland, Tennessee, and you are tuning in to Thinking Out Loud. This morning, I wanted to continue a thought that I began previously on demonic activity, and I know that this is an area that often makes us kind of cringe or sometimes makes us a little uncomfortable because it's one of those areas we really don't like to think about. You know, we don't like to know that there's an invisible realm of unseen forces operating in and around us that we can't really see or trace what's going on and what they're doing. It, it's kind of something that we, we gain comfort in not knowing or we fulfill that old proverb, ignorance is bliss. But the truth of the matter is, is Demonic activity and angelic activity does happen. Spiritual warfare is a biblical reality. Now, I want to clarify that sometimes we definitely take that to a fanatical extreme and we begin to pull in new age and unbiblical precedents to try and kind of fluff it out or fill in the blanks, as it were. But without doing that, we also shouldn't be guilty of the other extreme where we ignore it completely. The truth and the balance is found in the middle, in the biblical narrative. Jesus and the disciples and the apostles following do not ignore spiritual warfare. They do not ignore the realm of demonic activity. Jesus casts out many devils and there are others such as Paul in Acts chapter 19 that casts out devils. So this is something that does have a biblical precedent to it. But I want you to understand that demonic activity doesn't always look like it's pictured in Hollywood. It doesn't always look like, you know, eyes rolling in the back of your head and crawling on the ceiling and your skin turning dark and black and gray and cracked and all that. Like that, that's an extreme dramatized picture. Now, there is truth to that because we know about the man from Gadarenes who stripped himself naked, possessed an inordinate amount of strength to where he couldn't be bound and if they bound him with chains he broke the chains and he stripped his clothes off and cut himself with rocks and stones and he dwelt among the tombs so there is this realm of demonic possession that does kind of make us think towards things like the exorcism of emily rose and those pictures that are given to us in the movies however that's not all there is. And the reason I say that is because if we think that that's all that there is to demonic possession, we kind of push it far out of our purview. But just as we are a three-part being, we are a spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body, we're a three-part being made in the image of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. After the temple, you know, the outer court, the inner court, and the Holy of Holies, we're a three-part being. There are three levels of demonic activity. For example, in the New Testament, the word used for demon possession is this word demonized, or it carries this idea of being attacked or possessed by a demon. It doesn't necessarily mean that the demon has complete and absolute 
control. It can mean, as for example, in Matthew chapter 12, when the man was oppressed by a demon, that's the way the English Standard translates it, it, it was oppressing him and it took his vision and his ability to speak. So he wasn't possessed in the extreme sense of, you know, acting crazy and climbing the walls, but he was oppressed in the sense that it was preventing his body from functioning in the capacity that it was designed to do. So when I look at de demonic activity in someone's life, I look at it in three levels, three phases. The first is demonic infiltration, and that's that's the enemy trying to get you to buy into a narrative. That's the enemy trying to come on your body to get you to adopt in a sickness or a disease as your own. And then there's demonic oppression trying to get in your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, your intellect, your imagination, your, your consciousness. That That is the first two levels, and then the third level would be the full-on possession with what you see with the man from Gadarenes who had completely been tore out of his mind and was living among the tombs. But all three of these levels are presented in the New Testament, and all three of them are dealt with by prayer. This isn't something that should scare us, but rather that something that opened our eyes so that we begin to pray in an appropriate manner. This has been Thinking Out Loud with Pastor C.A. God bless and have a great day.